Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Tail, and I'm your host, Joe Zier Jr., and with me is my co-host, Ryan Greening. How's it going tonight, Ryan? Well, I'm still good, Joe. I know. You, ju- you just asked me that. I know. Uh, you just asked me that. I notice you're selling stuff that I want. <laughs> what did you want? I want the mini truggy, but dude, I got to put... Why do you want the mini truggy? You got a mini truggy. You got more than one, I would imagine. Joe, uh, Joe three wants one, and I want to dump. Joe three a, does not need a mini truggy. I want to dump a seventeen five in it and let him book in sportsman with it. Joe three needs to concentrate on one car and maybe maybe learn something about it. Yeah, it is true. That is true. Um, so are you getting? Out or are you just cleaning up the work or your messy bench? Just tightening up the, the stable a little bit. Um, I I still have a plethora of race cars. Still have a two wheel drive clay buggy. Still have a two wheel drive carpet buggy. Got a stadium truck. Uh, I got that nitro buggy, as you know. Um, I still have uh, one of the twelfth scales, but you know I'm hoping that one goes because I ha- I have two touring cars. Oh, okay. So I've got I've got a <clears throat> I've got one that I run as a sedan. Yep. With a uh, a fixed timing motor. Okay. With you know it's kind of not a spec class, but it's a spec motor. And then uh, I have one right now that is it's a backup car. It has a 13.5 in it. Um, I, di- I have not driven it. The, the conditions would probably have to be pretty good to have any fun with it. Right. But I think I'm going to take the 13.5 out of it. I've got a 25.5. I think I'm going to put that thing in, throw a VTA body on it, and that'll give me something new to, to play with and tune and, and try to improve at the track. Yeah. And then uh, I'm not going to race that class, but I'll still I'll just have that car there for spares. Well, it's good to have that too if Benny ever wants to run. Yeah, yeah. If he could learn, you know, to stay out, he's he's going to have a hard time finishing a race with this thing if he can't if he doesn't learn how to stay off the rails. But if he does that, um, yeah, it'd be a fun car for him to race for sure. Well, VTA, I mean, that's where you learn how to stay off the rails. Yeah. I mean, well, back when they started the class, people were doing it with, you know, older, clapped-out chassis, yeah. not brand-new, whatever, $100, however many $100 Mugens. But Oh, yeah, no kidding. That's when I got out of it was... Sure. Oh, you raced VTA? Yeah, I was... Okay, so... We started the class back in whenever, and I used a super old Serpent's first touring car for a VTA car. And then I sold that. I got out of it for a bit because we were still messing around with the spec because there was MMR spec and then there was national spec. MMR spec was 17.5, 4-cell NIM or 1-cell LiPo. And then, you know, national spec is what it is now, 25.5 2S. Sure. They, they were similar, and it was stupid and whatever. But So when we all went to national spec, um, 
I got a TC5, and I had, um, it was a, believe it or not, you can do, there are guys who know people, so I said to one of those guys, and he made it as fast as it could go, <laughs> and it still wasn't fast enough. And what, sure. he, what he had to do with the top deck, um, it's like every time I touched a board, the chassis would flex and it would munch a spur gear. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it luckily, I mean, even though I I do break stuff because I hit some boards hard once in a while, um, even if I have kind of a messy run, I there's it's not, it's never all that far off. Sure. Like, if I'm just hanging out with Connor and we're just having fun, I, I don't even... I don't even do anything except sauce and repeat sometimes, and I'm still having a blast with the car. So it's it's pretty resilient, even though um, outside of there's a, a couple quirks after you build it yep. that you got to figure out, and yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty good. It's it's almost it's kind of like a twelfth scale for me. I always thought the twelfth scales held up pretty well to that stuff because I not ha not needing nearly as much steering as you do in any type of car um i never really noticed when i would take little nicks out of the front tires yeah didn't seem didn't seem to affect me all that huge so i had i had a lot of fun with 12 scale just because they're um you know they're small and tough you got them short little arms not a lot of leverage out there for tearing parts off sure sure but the the touring car is pretty good obviously it's not nearly as as durable but i think for a touring car it's it's pretty damn good i still have to try your mugen out those things look rad yeah cool um before we get into moto sheets um i would just like to say that the jcon race pre-registration opened up this morning and there's about as we record about 40 spots left so what? Be more specific. What JCon race? The Carpet Nationals that is going to be in Waite Park, Minnesota, at Thunder Road. Okay, when's that? It's going to be the weekend of October twenty second to the twenty fourth. Cool. First class is fifty bucks. Second class is thirty five. Right on. Yeah, we're all signed up. It's going to be fun. <sighs> That's one of those situations where I'm sitting there like, I got Joe 3 signed up for intermediate. But there's also guys like Joey Fitzsimmons and Senior signed up for intermediate. Oh, okay. Yep. There, It's like there's one sportsman class kind of in that slash. I don't want to. Sure. I don't want to own a slash. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I think I'm just going to keep Joe 3 an intermediate, and he's either going to sink or swim. Okay. Wow. Bold move. Well, I mean, what That's else? That's a bold you... move, Cotton. Let's see if it play, pays <laughs> off for him. What else do you do? Just freaking let him. no idea. I mean, he's still a sportsman driver, but getting looks like this every once in a while, I think will help him progress. Sure. Yeah. So, um, there's a big BMX race this weekend I saw. Oh, yeah, the Gold Cup Finals were, were you, in St. Cloud. Were you there? No, no, I was 
uh, earlier in the year, I was all pumped up for it. Um, I was, I was tied. No, I wasn't tied for first. There was, there was one out of town gentleman that had one or two more points than me, and I was tied for second okay. with the guy that I've been battling all summer. But uh, the state finals were in Isanti. They were a little over a month ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like five weeks ago. And I haven't done a thing since to improve or even maintain or anything. So um, originally I had Thursday and Friday off of work. I was going to go to a big practice session on Thursday, then a pre-race race on Friday. And then the Gold Cup finals were two individual races, uh, Saturday and Sunday. And I just, I scrapped it. I scrapped the whole weekend. Um, okay. After state, I built up. Um, I got a new frame and fork to uh, try to get myself back to how comfortable I was on a bike the last time. And so I built the, swapped all the parts over. So it's a whole, you know, it's essentially a pretty much a new bike to me. And I, I didn't even ride it or anything. So um, I just pulled the whole weekend. And then. After after I made that decision not to go for the weekend, they asked me to work on Saturday, and it was uh, it was the crane that I'm assigned to, and it, you know sometimes if they ask you to work on a Saturday and you're just supporting another crew, yep. not really a big deal if you you know tell them to fly a kite, they'll find somebody else that's looking for that money. But when it's when it's your own crane and and um, a lot of times uh, when they ask me to work on the crane I'm assigned to on the weekend, my operator won't be. So they'll just, they'll want at least one peop, one person that's really familiar with that particular unit. So anyway, they asked me to work. I said, yeah, no problem. Uh, and I can, I can work Thursday and Friday too. I don't need those days off anymore. So I just ended up working through the week instead. And, um, yeah, so I, I missed out, but I, I didn't do anything that I should have done to put myself in a position to succeed there anyway. So do you do like, um, to keep yourself like in shape besides riding your bike, do you do like Tabata sprints or anything like that? I don't know what that means. That means like, okay, Tabata's, you do eight reps, you do 30 seconds as hard as you can with 10 seconds off. And you do eight reps of that. 30, 30 seconds as hard as you can on a BMX bike is almost as long as an actual race. I know. And that would be way more pedal strokes so, than you would have during a race. I, so that I don't even know if my heart would make it if I tried to sprint for 30 seconds straight as hard as I pedal when I'm in a race. It, because at least when I'm in a race, I do 10 pedal strokes then there's an obstacle do five pedal strokes obstacle you right. know what i mean so it wouldn't i mean right right away it won't work well but like so i do tabatas on my airdyne it's a different scenario i know but it's like so there's attack on it when i start out i'm redlining it for the first 30 seconds maybe the first like maybe the second rep into 30 seconds and then it does back off i do get tired but that is the quickest way i can build my cardio oh okay right on 
That's why I was just saying for, you know, work, if you need to build things up to just your, what do they call it? It's not fast twitch, but it's for just your hard cardio for sprinting. Tabatas is the best thing to do. Okay. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah, I'd, other than just getting a lot of laps, I, I didn't, I honestly didn't do anything extra this year. I thought I was going to use my gym membership. I never did, you know, they, they required masks for so long. You can't work by, out in masks. And by the time that they finally dropped, I don't even know, they're probably back on masks again, but by the time they dropped the mask thing, I was, it was warm out and I just couldn't, I could not get myself to go to the gym and, you know, do squats and, and core stuff that definitely would help. I, I'm just, I'm lack, totally lacking motivation you know i'm i'm heavier than i've ever been in my life um but luckily like bmx is kind of separate from that because mm-hmm. you can just ride yourself into a certain you know level of shape and then at, at some point actually i think a little bit of mass is is good you know for momentum and and everything like that so bmx is kind of weird like that like i actually if I went back down to the weight that I'm happiest at, which is 165, yep. I, I honestly might not lap as fast as I did this summer. It's it's a possibility. There's a sweet spot. Yeah, there's it, it's got to be somewhere. Because, uh, I mean, the, the BMX Olympians are big, tough dudes. They are not. Well, they, they, got, not they got lean. tree trunks for legs. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we, we've discussed so that on I here think, quite. <laughs> um, in the wintertime, I think I get a lot of help from uh, when I play hockey, I play really hard. Yeah. I really enjoy going hard at hockey. And that, I think, is a lot like you're saying, like that type of sprinting. It's sure as hard as you can go for 30 seconds and then you, you know, get the hell off the ice. Yep. Take a breather back on as hard as you can go again. So I honestly, I think that's when I do the best for myself for the whole BMX thing, but I, it's all just for fun. I I don't think I'm ever going to take it serious enough to, um, go that hard next year. I'm hoping to, to be lighter. I'll, I'll be back in possession of my mountain bike and that'll help me a ton because I do, I do hour and a half to two hour rides where I'm bumping back and forth between 170 and 180 beats per minute the entire time i need to get a good mountain bike because i live near one of the state's best trails and i don't even use it sure um but a comparison to weight like right now i'm up to 180 pounds sure i'm fit yeah but when i and that's fine when i spar i do Way better, because at one point I was down to 158. Yep. Man, I had a gas tank, but, like, when I grappled with somebody or when I was kickboxing, it was, like, just trying to run myself into a brick wall. I could squat, deadlift, bench all I wanted. It You don't – you're not strong at that weight. Yeah. And, and then yep. I, I learned my magic weights – between that 165 to 170 myself okay so i am about 10 pounds heavy but sure it's yeah, about for me, time to take that mountain bike racing my sweet spot is way down at 
at 155. Oh. So, you know, 10, 10 pounds below my comfortable walking around weight. And I'm, I'm still slightly comfortable at 175. Sure. But where I'm sitting at now, bouncing back and forth between 180 and 190, I'm, I'm not comfortable at all. But I, but I also feel strong. After a weekend, I do not weigh myself. I weigh myself on Tuesday. Okay. Because it's like, I was doing that for a while, and I hold on to water and whatnot really bad. It's like, on Monday, I'll be 185, and then Tuesday morning, I'll be 179. (laughs) Okay. Because it's like. 24 hours to flush a garbage ate over the weekend out of your body and back in the gym so anyway um no sponsors this week um what do you have for heat sheets uh moto sheets yeah sorry moto sheets heat sheets works too doesn't it yeah we could call it that if we wanted to um well we we could uh we could pump up the guys that have been our most consistent sponsor the the blooming prairie rc park they did their uh paint the track pink yes event i'm still bummed i make it but i had a great time at heydays we can talk about that in uh, yeah for sure uh so we'll just go over a couple results then uh paint the track pink at the blooming prairie rc park nitro buggy a main tyler peterson takes the win there i had I don't know that I that I remember that name a lot. I don't um, I don't know if he races outside of there or not. But he, he had a does, but he's like at he goes to the toy box. He okay. started last. Because he had one. a great he had a great race, good consistency. Yeah. Um, good deviation. Yeah. Took took the win. Um, I don't Tyler Peterson. I don't think I've ever raced him at the toy box. What do you know? What classes he ran last well, year? Well, he was running like a sportsman two wheel last year, or oh, something okay. like that. Sure. So and he's it's he's like newer at the end of his first year, and he's getting into it pretty hard. Yeah, like he was getting into it last year. But he's one of the be. He's um, I want to say Nate Schumacher, the owner. I want to say that's his brother in law. Okay. Well, so, yeah, hats off to him because, yeah. you know, he's he's winning races. He came out to the second FTR MNRC race, and he gave me a run for my money in e-buggy. Cool. Yeah. Uh, 110 four-wheel drive Truggy, Hunter Fix takes the win there, followed by Lincoln Peters and Tyler Peterson again, making an appearance on the podium. Uh, they had four-wheel drive short course. That's cool. Lincoln Peters, so he doubled up on wins. Ray Peters takes second, and Justin Schumacher takes third. Cool. We'll visit our – I always like to get the two-wheel drive class in. Yes, there was a two-wheel drive buggy. Charles Titus, followed by Justin Schumacher and Dave Sakura. Charles... I actually want to take a, a – Oh, a little ahead. segue from the moto sheets and just go right into heydays since okay. that's what you did. And, yeah. And that's what, you know, you can kind of talk about the most. So Char- I really want quick want to say Charles Titus is one of the people who's probably been racing longer than I have. Oh, cool. So, yeah, it's <laughs> he's a cool dude. Um, so heydays, it was like, hmm. 
Saturday Hades was back. You know what I mean? Yeah, cool. The place was packed. Uh, Seth Van Dalen came. Awesome. Um, you know, Slet and crew built the track. But there were a whole bunch of racers there. The Hens family was there the whole weekend. Uh, Sobchek was there Saturday, all that. Um, the Iggy... Uh, Igashevsky family was there on Sunday. I'm going to get their name right one of these days. Um, yeah, it was a great group. Racers got paid. Not a lot. They got in for free, and they got paid like 40 or 50 bucks. Well, getting into heydays for free is like getting paid. Do you remember Mike Fisk? Just only by name. Okay, uh, he came. He used to have a track, right? Yeah, he came yeah. by. He came, he's been out of RC for a long time, but he came by the heydays thing to say hi to everybody, and he said it cost him fifty dollars to get in with parking and ticket. Yeah. So right there, but um, yeah, it was a blast. I want to say that um, I could do a better job announcing snowmobile drag races. <laughs> Uh, because dude the drag racing was awesome but the announcing was he seriously after he cheated he's like all right is this a qualifier is this eliminator what's going on here it's like really (laughs) it's i i've said it before um yes the event is is premised on it being the largest snowmobile grass drag race of the in the world um that's not what makes heydays. That no. It's not. It's just not the main draw. No. Um, there are a lot of great it's, displays. You know, Fox and FXR and Fly and all them guys. Yeah. The swap was obviously huge. Jimmy came. Jimmy, cool. Jimmy was there Saturday. It's funny. So he walks by. the Jimmy tr- from Wheel Brokers. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yes, I, I forget that we're on the podcast sometimes. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy from Wheel Brokers came by, and he stops by and goes, I'm not buying a damn thing. And then all of a sudden, he comes back with a windshield and a four-wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, you're not buying anything, my ass. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that must have been nice to see him. You know, he's he's the greatest guy. He really is. And I go, yeah. hey, you know, how about uh, we clear the track area off and get something going again? He's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> he goes i'm actually he's he's probably looking to move kind of to a u.s territory not in the states but maybe like a puerto rico or costa rica oh right on good for him yeah somewhere you're, somewhere the dollar goes a little further less taxes too right yeah for sure um so yeah he, the the racers kept the racing tight the way it's supposed to be you know Sure. We got the crowd really going. Um, Sunday it was dead. Like we still got a good crowd Sunday for races, but I want to say it wasn't even a third of the okay. crowd. Like getting in on Saturday, we left Tim's house. Tim lives five miles away. We left Tim's house at. 6:45 and it we ain't get in until like 
just because the line was that long. <laughs> sure. We left basically the same time Sunday and just immediately got in. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm not too much into the swap meet. Yeah, you're you're not really into four wheeling or dirt biking or snowmobiling, and that's pretty much the, the I, core. I'm not, but I'm into deals, and because they pay a premium for swapper spots at Heydays, you're not going to get the deals there. Sure. Like, well, well, a lot of a lot of the deals are snuffed out before it even starts, anyways. Sure. The all the swappers get there early before the event is open to the public and they go do their pre-shopping at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so. Back in the day when the elk, so there's, I guess there's a swap meet circuit. I talked to this truck, this driver at uh, my work, and I guess they go to the Princeton grass rigs and there's a swap meet there. Mm-hmm. Then it's Heydays, and then it's Elk River. But Elk River, there's no grass rigs. Mm-hmm. Elk River used to be a weekend event. When Elk River was a weekend event, you could find three wheelers there for a few hundred bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. That ran well. Well, ran good enough. Mm-hmm. And shit like that. And you just don't see that often anymore. And at the Elk River Swamp Meet, it's like... There's deals, but man, you really gotta have to. You really have to want to wrench. Sure. Last time, I mean, I, I've been kind of looking for like a little pit bike for Joe Three or something like that, or you know, like a little seventy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those they sold a lot of those at Heydays. Yeah, I bet they had. I mean, a, those were those were hot tickets. Before COVID, oh yeah, but, but now, now they have since since COVID, yeah, you're everything's like gold. Yeah, so now they have the Chinese machines that are right. like a thousand bucks, and you saw them just flooding out of that gate, huh? Because almost everybody right at at Heydays has a thousand bucks in their pocket. Not oh, everybody. Fuck, I, would, I would never buy one of those pieces of shit. I wouldn't either. Cause I, but I was around at the, and I was part of um, the initial pit bike craze yeah. of the of the late 90s, early 2000s, and that Chinese shit just fell apart. It was, it, well, it, it, it was the Traxxas well, yeah. of that market. So I and, bought. And, you know, that like with a Traxxas vehicle, if you don't put your wrench on every single screw, after every run, eventually something's going to back out on you. Right. And something's going to fall off. So and that is exactly what those pit bikes are like. I bought a pocket rocket off eBay for 300 bucks. Oh, God. This was back in 2005. Okay. And, dude, it was such a blast. And then I go to start it the next day, and it just won't go. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, well, that's over. I got one probably the same year. Uh, actually, maybe it was 2004, but it was electric. Oh, nice. It was from, it was from uh, oh, what the hell is the name of that store? Toys R Us. Okay. So it was pretty slow, but it, they were hilarious. Yeah. Because you know, they were so tiny. You barely, they were even smaller than a pocket rocket. Okay. 
See, this pocket rocket went about 40. Oh, yeah. No. So she, she cooked, but. Not good. Yeah. Anyway. Not a great idea. Yeah. Heydays. It was a great time. Uh, racers got paid a little. I got paid a little, which was just fine with me. You know, it was a great event like always. Cool. Yeah, uh, I'm glad it went off well. Yeah. Um, I think you would have had a good time, but I get it. You, there was no party in the pit and or whatever for Fox. Yeah, for yeah, and a lot of um, most of the Fox personnel that I want to see uh, didn't make the trip. Oh, um, that's kind of been the it's kind of been the case ever since COVID popped up. So gotcha. Yeah, I test drove a couple of Argos too, just because they're such pieces of garbage it's comical <laughs> i didn't even know they still sold those dude so they got so they got one they ain't allowed test drives in but it's not their six and eight wheel deal it's this big ass four wheel vehicle but it's one of the ones where you can inflate and deflate the tires with the push of a button and it's okay. just massive that huh. thing was cool but yeah, it was fun. Freaking all the racers were awesome, which is most important. Good. I think even Tony Swenson came away with the win in this one, if I remember right. I don't remember. Man, this is this is like monster truck racing. Oh yeah. But no, Tony's been this is dr- like this is like WWE. It was here. well that Tony that, Swenson. Dude, well first off, that's why I said in the drivers' meeting, I said, "Hey guys, this is like WWE." <laughs> Did my buddy Tony have a really ugly brown body? Yeah. His his body matched the track. Never change. Yeah. Never change, Tony. wonder what he's going to be doing for racing this winter, if he's going to be doing some roundy round again down at uh, Tees in Rochester. You know, I I haven't really talked to him about it. Maybe. Well, we don't see him much in the winter. No. And we, you know, we haven't for years yeah so um yeah i mean he's got the cars i'd assume if he's gonna stay warm dude this year he's this year has been his best year driving yet that's awesome yeah because you know i don't want to sound like a overconfident dick but i used to lap the guy sure you know what i mean now whenever we race together he keeps up and it's 50 50 on the track Sure. He got some. Yeah, good for Tony. Yeah, he's good got guy. something figured out. So you were at Heydays, but uh, the MNRC, our regional series in the, the Minnesota-Wisconsin area, mm-hmm. um, they were wrapping up their point series. Did you hear anything No, I went there? there. That was this huh? weekend. What? That was this weekend. I was there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're moving on to this weekend then. Yeah. Uh, I forgot that Heydays was last weekend. Yeah. I mean, Rick's was a blast. Uh, again, Dave LaRue and the Oldham family built one hell of a track. Did it they? Was it was good? Fun, high-flowing, fast. It was great. Okay. It was. and How did you do? Fucking garbage. <laughs> okay. It's all well, my fault. Well, give us, a, give us a breakdown. So my e-buggy, I qualified in the C because I didn't figure out what I wanted to do for tires until the third round. Okay. So it was really bad. Um, 
nitro buggy i just couldn't stop making dumb mistakes qualified in the b i was having a really good run in the b sitting in that fourth fifth spot maybe six sometimes and then at the 15 minute mark i come out of the pit i flame i'm like what the fuck that hasn't happened in like years okay come out of the pit again flame come on it's like what is going on followed up glow plug because Senior and I double teamed the car. Senior ran it sure. in 40 plus, so I had to get oh, okay. it ready for him. So it's like, we got to figure out what the hell's wrong with this car. Mm-hmm. So we figured it was a glow plug. Huh. It's just, I did, you know, it's one of those things I forgot about because I did have well over a gallon on it. Sure. And that's should be the rule. Every gallon, you crack open a new gallon, you replace a glow plug because you don't want what happened. Because it just happens. It didn't give me any warning. The motor mm-hmm. was running at 255 degrees and crisp all weekend, and then that shit happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not like high-dollar precision items, right? No. No, it's just a yeah, they're little, pretty weak. Yeah, it's just a weak little wire coil up into a crappy piece of steel. Yep. Hey, uh, I'm looking at e-buggy results. Who the hell is Matt Miller? So he's a Washington State guy. He's West Coast guy, and he okay. is going to Wilmer for college. Okay, right on. Well, yeah. Matt Miller, welcome to the Midwest, and he put himself in the A-main, so that's cool. Yeah, no, he did really... Dude, the e e buggy, both mains were stacked. And real quick, I want to talk about Truggy because I pitted in that one. Josh Ford was gone. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, he's only raced the Nitro Series, and I think he's raced FTR, but, man, he's got that truck figured out. He only had one fucking heat of Nitro Truggy? Yeah. And I'm thinking about dropping in I'm thinking about dropping the nitro buggy and getting a truggy next year myself, but for logistics reasons. You want to know why? Sure. Because with J-Concept, you have two options of tires, but you really only have one. You have the reflex, and you'd be happy. Okay. Now, with the buggy, I'm. am I going to do detox am i gonna do rehab am i gonna do cosmo am i gonna do you know i could keep going and going and going and going okay i am terrible at choosing tires okay so yeah but i was uh pitting for jeremy whitting and his uh stepdaughter was helping me so she'd pick up the truck i'd put in the fuel stick and just boom is so fast yeah and i mentioned to jeremy i'm like Dude, I got to get one of those fuel sticks because it's not the expensive-ass Pro... Remember the Pro-Line ones that are like... I don't know, were they like 300 bucks? And they leak like a sieve? Yeah, I don't know. Well, Beach RC makes um, a more plastic, durable one, and that's the one he had. And I filled... The second pits were over, I filled up this, uh, fu- this fuel stick, and it didn't leak a drop. So I'm like, oh, this isn't the overly priced shitty pro line one sure <laughs> and then um i go yeah i mentioned to jeremy i'm like yeah i gotta get one he's just like oh here you go i'm like really he gave me a fuel stick huh 
Right on. No, I'm so pumped about it. <laughs> because I'm going to get Joe 3. Well, he's going to run Sportsman again next year, but he's going to run a Nitro Buggy. Oh, Jesus. Yep. What are you doing to this kid? We... <sighs> he just got an e-buggy. He ain't just get an e-buggy. I've had that e-buggy sitting in my basement for six years. As in, he just started driving an e-buggy. Right, right. So, next year, um, A-scale, nitro on dirt, e-buggy on AstroTurf. That's the way that's going to work. No, we were both talking, and I was talking to Senior. Dude, Nitro Buggy's just way easier to drive. It is way easier to drive. I, no doubt about it. And Joe 3, I had him turned up to... I got him up to 86% on a Z-Buggy for throttle endpoint. Okay. I slowly bumped him up. I, he started at 60 at the start of the year. And without telling him, I bumped him up 2 3% here and there and all that. And yesterday I got him up to 86, and he was doing well. Just that 10-minute long race, he kind of loses focus, but I'm the same damn way. I can't hold it against a kid. Sure. So, yeah, it's going to help. Definitely for next year, a fuel stick. Nitro Truggy Josh Ford took the win there, followed by Jeremy Whitting in second and Alec Hins third. Yeah, Jeremy and Alec were battling for most of that 30 minutes. Baumol must have had issues. Yeah, he was, He. I don't think he started. Okay. I think he started like, I remember looking like they were on lap 11 when he was on like lap three hmm. when, when right. i was looking at my phone so yeah he had early early issues bummer you know if i don't get on that associated team those kyosho truggies are mighty attractive oh jesus um <laughs> let's see here nitro buggy that's the beaming i don't care about that yeah uh, don't even look at a main nitro buggy kyle holmberg takes the win by a lot Caden Hins second yep and Josh Ford third. Yep. So Josh doubled up on podiums for the day. Yeah. That was like his style of track, too. It was awesome. So pull up 40 plus because I want to talk about that main because it was fucking cool. Keith Vanderhyde takes the win there, by followed how much? by Corey Hins and Joe Scaramel. By how much? Uh, 2.3 seconds. That's how much you got him by. On the very last lap of a 30 minute main. Corey Hens was the leader. And in front of the line, it was a triple. Most people were double singling or single doubling, and then you turn onto the straightaway into the loop, okay? Uh, so Corey takes his line in the lead. Keith bangs the outside of the berm, hits the triple, and passes him right before the loop. <laughs> It was a cool fucking pass. And that's not the only time that happened. That happened with um the first e-buggy main with James Dolan and that uh, Matt Miller kid. Kit. Uh, Miller was same deal. Went for the double single because that's what you do consistently. James goes for that triple and right before the loop, 
Dude, that was a really cool option if you had the power. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and when you're the one behind, too, it's kind of like, well, what, Why I, not? what do I have to lose? Exactly. Why not? But what was shocking is Keith had the power to do it with the Nitro Buggy. E-Buggy, you know, yeah. it's a little bit easier. Nitro Buggy, <laughs> but he did it, and it looked awesome. Because Senior had pulled in already. He had a rough main. He, that was his first first 30-minute main in a couple of years. So he okay. wasn't exactly consistent. And he was using my car, my radio, all that. Okay. Um, But, yeah, so I was sitting there watching that last lap, and I'm like, ah, he's not going to go for it. And sure as shit. <laughs> hmm. It was fun. Yeah, congrats, Keith. He's, yeah. he's a good racing buddy of mine. I enjoy that guy a lot. Uh eighth scale e-buggy double a main results kyle holmberg takes the win there doubling up for the weekend yep uh sam savakul second and alan smith third yeah that was again more great racing and that was uh that was a lot that's so weird saying that was the last mnrc race for the year yeah why well why is that weird because we're normally not done till october yeah we need, I, I can't say we need, but man, I we want. We do not need an outdoor October no, race. No, 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 not at all. We need we need the Motodome back. Yeah, eh, whatever, it was cold. I liked it. I like putting on the super soft tires and trying to figure things out. And, um, But the thing is, so they're tearing from what? I heard is the tracks almost ready for us to use again, but he tore out that entire building inside the dome. Oh, okay. Yep. So they have to figure something out for well, standing on a stand. No, the, um, the Badlands, the Brainerd crew has an old loose nut stand. Okay. It fits exactly 12 people, but yeah, it'll. It'll work. It just sucks because now, like, up there, it was just nice to have an extra set of walls around you. I used to pit up top with those guys. So it was nice. Sure. But I don't know, man. I would still like another dome race. That's me. Um, A lot of people, though, were kind of happy the season was over. But, (laughs) yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. A lot of people hunt. October is kind of the ramp up for that. Yeah. I'm switching gears for carpet. A lot of people are actually. Okay. You know, I I don't know. Since we last talked, I think I had done an MMR club race. I don't remember what what we talked about. Yeah, we talked about MMR on the show. Yeah. Those guys went to a big on road race last weekend. I don't know where. Okay. It was one of those ones where it's like some of the classes were big and other classes had two people in it. Hmm. So. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess that's kind of par for the course, right? Yeah. As long as they had fun. I know Sadvig went down there too. God, I wish. Oh, I, right on. I wish I would have known where they went. Was anyway. that? That's not the. Well, yeah, it wouldn't be the Snowbirds, right? No. It's in September, so. 
it's a southern indoor not the not the a scale race but i believe it's also called the southern indoor nationals i believe okay you know let me look real quick uh yeah speaking of which oh, the, the southern nationals went down they call it the vta southern nats is what it's called oh okay yeah so yeah there were two southern nats this weekend yeah, Southern Nationals, big eighth scale, Nitro race. Uh, Dakota Fend, I guess, took the win in Nitro buggy, followed by Spencer Rivkin and Ryan Cavalieri. Yeah. Um, it was, there was some e-buggy controversy in there, so uh, I don't find it as a, I don't find it controversial. So on the last lap onto the straightaway, Mayfield goes a tick wide. It's almost like he caught a rut, and his car almost like paused and like not stopped, but he lost a shit ton of corner speed. And Mason Fuller kept his speed up. He dived to the inside, and he kind of gave the wheels to Mayfield because Mayfield tried getting his line back. Okay. And Fuller is like, yeah, no. It was, in my opinion, a beautiful pass. Just mm-hmm. a wheel-to-wheel pass, and Mason got the win in e-buggy. Yeah, if there's a gap, you got to go for it. Exactly. Um, Mayfield was the one who tried closing that, as he should. But they touched, and, you know, people are, you know, the virgins are upset. Mm-hmm. Pro Nitro Truggy, Jared Tebow takes the win, followed by Mason Fuller and Ryan Cavalieri. There must have been a lot of shakeup in that class because the winner, Jared Tebow, he qualified fourth. Mason Fuller, second place, qualified fifth. And Cavalieri, third, qualified seventh. So there was a lot of action in that race. That's cool. Yeah. Ryan Mayfield looks like he went out at the 10-minute mark. He was the top qualifier. Uh, Something must have happened to Cole Ogden, too. Yeah, he ended up four laps down, and he started in second. So, right on. Yeah, Southern Nats. Uh, I didn't see any footage. It, as far as in the past when I used to watch a lot of RC racing, it was always my favorite to watch because they had, it always had really nice looking dirt mm-hmm. and big flowing obstacles, is what I remember about the Southern Nationals. So. There were there is like a massive kicker double up in the front. Okay. It it looked like a fun race. I did. It always has. I think I think fifty one fifty did one of their episodes on the Southern Nats at one point, and um, that's probably where it got put on my radar. As you know, if I was ever going to do a big race like that, I'd love to do one that looks like that. Yeah, I I watched a few laps, and it didn't look like the track got, you know, like sometimes like this, like uh, Silver State where the track is just unrecognizable at the end of the weekend. Sure. It looked like the Southern Nats really held up well. Cool. So, yeah. Dude. That's what I got for Moto Sheets. Sweet. They had uh, 553 entries down there at 
Southern Nationals. I wish I could remember what race I was talking about last episode, the cap the race entries, but doubled the entry fee. I forget which one. Was it the Southern Indoor Championship? It could be. SIC? Could be. It's coming up. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. um, I don't know. That's it for Moto Sheets, folks. There's a lot of uh, big races. And just remember, guys, all of these are sponsorable segments. Just get a hold of me. You know how to do it. Don't pretend like you don't. Um, let's see. Since last time, Robert Battier went to Gimar Engines. The fuck is that? It just looks like another OS rebadge. And it looks like they're putting all their marketing into Robert Battier. Okay. So, I mean, it's an OS engine, so you really can't go wrong, and the head looks yeah. cool. I mean, <laughs> and that's what you really do kind of do. That's what you kind of do now with the OS engines. It's like, do you like the head? Because you're going to spend $500. <laughs> yeah. You get an all pink Ronda Drake motor. You could get a black Adam Drake motor, you know. <laughs> hmm. It's ah, OS is coming out with the new motor though. They're coming out with yeah. the new B twenty one oh four. Um Atushihara was talking about it, but mm, you know, no real no real insight in it except for the model number. Okay. Um Jared Tebow's drop from McLan Racing. And it was abrupt. There is some fuckery behind this. And I can't wait to hear what comes out. And I really sure. hope I hope it really comes out on the TSR Speed Shop podcast with the team manager, Colin Branch. Because Tebow, you know, I bet he loses his temper like most of us. But when he does, when he talks about things like that, He's going to be as politically correct as possible because he doesn't want his next paycheck seeing him flame his former paycheck. Sure. Um, he is going to be doing a Facebook or no, a YouTube live video for the No Name RC podcast Tebow is. And I know Keenan's going to try to get some info, but I don't know how much he'll be able to get out of him. Okay. Yeah, the general consensus of the normies, the people on the outside looking in, was uh, that McLan doesn't really care about off-road racing anymore. They are, it sounds like they got a lot cooking in the drag racing world. They do, but that's not it. Okay. Tebow, I think, said something to him about their A-scale stuff, and I think it turned into a whole blow-up situation. Okay. Because they're not going to cut his contract early. They could have just waited till the end of December. I believe it was, you know, unless it was a two-year deal. But they could have waited till contract time. And like, hey, F you, that's two months away. Or three, whatever, not long. So, yeah, there was probably a blow-up there that 
you know, I'm kind of uh kind of excited to hear about. So yeah, keep your <laughs> keep your ears pure. You know what? I know you don't like to listen to super long podcasts, so when Colin Branch talks about it on the TSR, I'll give you a timestamp. Ah, just give me the cliff notes. Yeah, because otherwise, you know, I had, I have a hard time, dude, with that podcast. Well, it's all about drag racing, and that's yeah. not your thing. No, it's not really my thing either. But I don't. It's never going to be my thing, but I just kind of like keeping my ear to the ground with it. Okay. And I I miss Matt Hausen on it because Matt Hausen was a off-road racer. Right. And, yeah, you, you didn't have two drag racers talking. Oh, he he doesn't host it anymore? No, Colin Branch took over. Oh, okay. When did that happen? About two months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's kind of a bummer. Any particular reason? Uh, I don't know exactly. Uh, Matt's a busy guy. Sure. Um. So, yeah, he's going to college for basically podcasting. He's going oh, for, really? He's going for, like, audio engineering. And, he went back to, like, is he doing night school or what? Yeah, he's doing night school. And he's cool. doing, like, video editing and all that stuff. Okay, right on. Yeah, so... He doesn't have a ton of time. His MBM show pretty much was my intro into RC podcasts. Yeah, because he was so. he was a racer at about our talent level, but he got huge fucking guests on that show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was awesome, but it's yeah, just a bunch of Canadians yucking it up. I don't know. I loved it. Yeah. I don't know. Um. I'm not even going to talk about my displeasure for the Big Chief episodes on TSR. Let's uh, get into tech inspection. Our questions, because we got a lot of them. Sure. All right. Well, that's a lot of screenshots. Um, Nicholas Flint is wondering, any tips for people new to airbrushing and painting RC bodies? I tried it and threw my airbrush away in frustration. <laughs> I I own all the stuff and I pay somebody else to do it. So um when, I'm the wrong guy to talk to. When I sat and so Danny Williams, you know, a lot of you guys don't know him because he kind of quit racing a couple of years ago, but he's a great airbrusher and he gave me step-by-step instructions. For the mask. And I followed them to a T. I got the paint gun to put the mask in to coat it evenly. I did three coats. I drew out my pattern. And I put a brand new blade on my X-Acto knife. And I cut it. I could see the lines cut perfectly. And the mask just fell apart. <laughs> I'm like, fuck this. And it's a good Biddy Designs mask, too. Mm-hmm. And it's a brand new jug. Oh, so yeah. Um, besides that, clean out the inside of your bodies with uh, like Dawn dish soap. That's keep keep that brush clean. Yep, yep. And just it it requires a ton of patience. Um, you just you cannot rush it. 
when you're airbrushing. It requires pa- a level of patience that I do not possess. No. And and that is kind of probably why uh, I don't do it anymore. I got frustrated with my brush, too. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's guys like Larry Genova that can just pound out. That's like their job. They do like 10 bodies at a time and they look excellent. Yeah, sure. I, I have no idea. I don't recognize that name, but uh, he paints, I, got a, I got a couple buddies that do some pretty good work. Yeah, so. he paints up like um, Rivkin's bodies and uh, Mayfield's and all that. Okay. Yeah. Um, Brad Maynard is wondering, was Fuller's pass on Mayfield legal? Great pass, but he goes, I'm a believer that a side touch is okay. Did you see this, Ryan? I didn't watch it. I listened to your explanation of it, though, and as I said, um, yeah, if somebody has a bobble and opens up a gap, you need to try to insert yourself in it. And then it's and then at that point, if you're on the inside, somebody else is on the outside, it's up to them whether or not they want to keep it clean Yep. Or are you going to turn back into me? Well, if you turn down into me and it's my line now, that's yep. on you. And that's what it was. It's like Mayfield lost his line for a second. Fuller was well, there. Fuller. We've attacked. all been there. Yeah, we all have you're, been. You, we've all had. You got a split second to decide, and you're like, no, I don't want to relinquish this position. Well, that the whole the whole f up is on you at that point. I've been. I was there three times this freaking weekend, and I <laughs> I made the dickhead decision to push frank miller off the racing line which subsequently pushed him off the track and out of a bump spot sure (laughs) um and i would hate to say it but i'd do it again because we literally went over there's a big back triple we went over it three wide and it's like well we're doing this and i was in the middle so i'm like i'm gonna do my line and i touch wheels with frank and he just went um, Jeremiah Lukasavitz is wondering what to expect for a big race like JCon when you haven't done something like it in 20 years. How does it differ from a regular race day? Are handout motors at a big race a thing of the past? Um, handout motors, I've seen it done with brushless, but it is kind of a thing of the past because of the cost. You're not just adding 35 onto an entry. You're adding at least 100 on. Mm-hmm. Unless you do a fixed timing motor, but, eh, you know. Um, what to expect? First off, have your shit ready before you get to the track. You don't want to get to the track on practice day and be like, oh, I got to do my shocks. I got to do my diff, right? You know what I mean? Have your stuff ready. Be at the track five minutes before the doors open you want to get as much practice as possible yeah yeah what do you think ryan well i've never been to a big race so i'm not gonna go doling out advice huh (laughs) yeah something i know absolutely nothing about yeah just also don't temper temper your expectations yeah you know have fun uh yeah. Don't be afraid to Remember, talk the pro, talk to the pros. Sorry, go ahead. 
No, I, I like that one. That's good. Yeah. Um, Brock Champlin's probably going to be there. He's a really approachable guy. Um, Matt Gonzalez. Um, God, Joe Pillars. Jason Rona, nicest dude out there. He's, you know, owner of J Concepts, also the host of the Radio Impound podcast. Is Matt Gonzalez a pro driver? He gets paid more than a lower-level pro mod driver to race stock. So, yeah. How insane is that? So, again, I hate bringing up other podcasts, but um, Keenan had on the old president of Norca. Norca folded in, like, 2002, but they were a direct competitor to Roar for quite a while. Um, What folded Norca at the end was... Ifmar wouldn't recognize their nationals for people to qualify to the worlds. Hmm. And that would be the issue of somebody starting their own roar. Everybody's like, I'm going to start my own roar. You could. It's been done. But Ifmar is going to be like, yeah, you, none of your guys are going to qualify for the, the worlds through your nats. But anyways, sure. he was talking and, and it's like, um, this guy traveled through time because he hasn't been in RC since like 2002. Keenan goes, yeah, do you know guys get paid to raise stock now? The guy's like, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, just have your stuff. Pretty gay. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? So nope. al- allegedly. Nope. It's just gay. Allegedly next year he's going full-time mod in A-scale. Whatever. He's been absolutely fucking shredding the stock classes for like four or five years now. So Yeah, but hey man, if that's where your bread and butter comes from, why not? And he's still a young kid too. He's got plenty of time to make a splash on the mod scene. And it's not like he's going into mod blind. I guarantee he's been practicing like crazy. Um, yeah. Chris Boyder, getting controversial. Is the techno buggy the worst of all the racing buggies? It seems like they have all the talented drivers, but they never win in pro buggy. Well, they they, they don't have two of the most phenomenal drivers being... Mayfield and Fend. Right, I was just going to say those two. <laughs> so, I mean, you can only expect so much. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what people on the national scene think of it. I know that that locally, um, there's a lot of people that are a big fan of their current Techno Nitro buggy. Right. They're good for guys like us. Yeah. They're easy to drive, but that's not fast. Fast and easy don't go together. Put in a Ryan Mayfield setup in your in a car and go to the exact track Ryan Mayfield was at. You are not good enough to drive it. It is twitchy. It it's loose. It's got corner speed that most drivers don't know what to do with um one thing i've noticed like 
I do watch Seth and I do watch Jared and I do watch I've watched Tyler. I don't watch Joe Bornhorse. I don't really like Joe. <clears throat> I'm just being honest. It does seem like they drive ten times more strapped with their buggy just to keep up. Hmm. It feels like it. it's like I noticed that, so in a, last winter I went to that um, J-Con race in Omaha. And Mayfield was running as Yokomo, so obviously he's a little bit off the pace because dude's running out his contract. He's like, yeah, I'll run these shit boxes until the contract's over and then I'll get whatever for 10 scale. I bet you we see him in Schumacher next year. That's my guess. That's my early silly season guess. Um, but, like, Dakota Fend, who swept that whole weekend, was super smooth with his lozy buggies, and Mayfield was just strapped as shit, just trying to keep up. You know what I mean? Okay. And I think that's what they're, the techno buggies on the pro level are doing to try to keep up with the... Uh, Losey and the Mugen and the Associated's in the mix, but I think the Associated's a little lacking on the pro scene too. Because you go to 10 scale, Rivkin's battling for all those wins and he's, you know, fourth, fifth, sometimes third with the Associated buggy. But he, it's very rare that he's on the top of the box, but you're right. It's Mayfield. Or it's Fend. It's Mugen or it's Losey. But, and again, you look at guys like us. Trent Fulmer, this weekend, went from a Losey to a Techno, and he drove better than he has all year. Sure. So, I, th I think he's got a point for pro level, but for our level... The car is more than enough. Yep. Um, Doug Reek was wondering, what's our favorite cleaner for diffs? Kyle Holmberg said microfiber towels and Q-tips. No cleaner. I like a clean jar of naphtha myself. Obviously, you don't put your gaskets, O-rings, or bearings in there, but you're gears and your pins and your all that and your housing can go out drives can go in the naphtha what do you what do you use or do you just buy a new car when you need to my my favorite cleaner for that stuff is uh the next person that buys my car yeah yeah i was I was kind of wondering about that. Um, I didn't get enough laps on the techno to get in there and clean it. I I just I think I just I just manually clean everything out with a rag. Yeah, yeah. When I'm at the track, I, you know, if I do a diff at the track, I do a little bit of motor cleaner and upside down on a paper towel and wipe everything out the best I can. Uh, Rachel Riddow just left us a gift that says thank you. So, fan of the podcast. Hey, you're welcome. Yes. Dale Reek. 
what would be your most ideal 110 scale off-road winter series of racers if multiple tracks were to hold MNRC style of hey Dale, Dale I've done this I I you know it wasn't winter it was a summer series but I've done this and it was fun but it got weird it's hard to explain because he's wondering a 10 scale series. I think uh, the 510 and the toy box could do it just because Jason likes leaving and going to other tracks. Yeah. So if any, if anybody was going to do it, the 510 and the toy box could do it because you can't expect um, MMR and Thunder Road to do anything because uh, Andrew won't collaborate with anybody on anything no andrew's on his own island you got to forget about andrew actually actually last year they were gonna do something they had a three race series set up i believe it was thunder road toy box and 510 and i think covid killed two of the races okay so yeah that but i mean people try and I want people to keep trying because something will stick. I did it for a few years. I don't ever want to do it again. Um, what else do we got? Oh, crap. Okay. Here's a new one. Lynn Nilsson is wondering, what do you guys see as a true beginner class today in off-road? Is 1A scale e-buggy possible for beginners? Second, what are your thoughts on Omaha Winter Series dropping Pro 4 trucks and bringing in gas stadium trucks instead? Oh, they're doing they're trying to do gas truck this winter? That's a region to do it in. That's, I cool. Mean, Good for them. Yeah, if they can do it. First part, what do you think is, I mean, we've said it a million times, a slash is a good beginner vehicle but what do you think a good what else because you know sometimes slashes can be me uh well i think the best vehicle for a sportsman driver is a two-wheel drive short course truck yeah a good one not yeah. necessarily a slash but um yeah full body protection for the car uh they're really good at if you roll them they're pretty good at rolling back onto their tires a lot of the times, um, yeah, they're pretty durable. Teaches you how to drive a two-wheel drive vehicle. Once you can drive that, you can drive anything. Right. If you're talking outdoors, yeah, e-buggy's fine to run in a sportsman class as long, you know, as long as they allow it eighth scale. You just gotta you gotta turn that baby down. Exactly. You slow that car down. And a lot of people, a lot of people don't, and it hurts. Well, a lot of people in every class are over-motored. Yeah. Well, I'm over-motored, but I have it turned down. See, in my buggy, I got a 2100 kV, and I run that thing between 86 and 91%. Sure. Yeah, it's just a smoothness factor. Yeah, that's fine. Get a get an e-buggy, get an e-truggy, whatever. Just don't, don't have it set up to be as fast as it can be because you can't handle that yet 
I wish I got there. I think it might have been one or two of the Hanson brothers. Because, you know, the ones who, like, right, the toy box who done it on the RC Racing Group. I did, yeah, I still haven't met the kids. Okay. I think one or two. But I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I think they had these weird desert truck buggy mixture things. They actually looked really good. But the only problem with those are is they're good for sportsmen and you can't graduate to another class with them. Sure. Yeah. Um, let's see here. The second part of the question, what are your thoughts on Omaha killing Pro 4? And Well, the problem with Pro 4 in Omaha was he was having to find volunteer marshals at that big of an, event, of an event. They're getting around 150 to 200 entries per Techno Series round. And you have under eight pro fours it had to go yep and it's also time just because you know it used to be a, a pretty popular class down there and and now uh 10 scale mini truggy is doing pretty well yeah they're they're getting 30 to 40 that's, of them that's just that's just that's the evolution of things right yeah it things F- die. phase in phase out gas truck we'll see I think <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I think yeah. if it's going to be successful, that's the only place it's going to be successful. There and Fastlane Hobbies where the truck originated from. Um, I think it's cool. So, a good example with the MNRC. A couple years back when Casey Wright had his gas truck come out that GT5, we had 10 guys Every round, bring gas trucks. Yep. And then last race of the year, everybody just goes, let's not do this again next year. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> but they were also different tracks than the Hobbyplex. The Hobbyplex can accommodate them well. Yeah. A gas truck at FTR in the Motodome kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, we'll see what happens. I hope it works for them. I yeah, know, good for them. I know they've been selling the kits out, so Chad Parks good. is making his money, so that's important. Very cool. Um, just Keith Hodge is just saying he'd like to see a series two of ten scale stuff. Series of questions from Ben Savakul. Oh boy. Strapping in. It was, why can't I keep my mouth shut? <laughs> because you're an RC racer, man. None of us can. Um, and most of his opinions are valid, I would say. He goes, it's so easy to stand back and criticize things from the peanut gallery, and I did my fair share over the last weekend. I would like to think the MNRC committee and all the tracks and staff involved uh, with making this year's series pretty dang good. I have had more fun in the MNRC events this year than any other year in the past. You all kicked butt. Yeah. Awesome. Love w- to hear that the from Ben. We- the weather was pretty good this year, too. Yeah. Yep. I'll great t- turnouts. They yeah. had great turnouts all, all the way through. I think having a shorter season helped the turnouts. Could be. Um, and only one drop too. 
the rain on Thursday night, the moisture that Loose got. Loose Nuts got their whole race in. Yeah, even though it was one day. For, for like the first time in, you know, God knows how long. I want a whole weekend, a whole hot weekend there to where we end up on the hardest compound tires that we can manage to get. That's right. All, it's happened like two or three times in the past 15 years. And it's just a beautiful thing. <laughs> um, ben also goes, what options do we as consumers have to combat a certain large corporation from creating a monopoly and destroying prices on consumable that we all know are critically important? I think he's talking, um, I think he's talking like tires. Okay. So, like, the rumor with Horizon is Proline's going to become the basher brand and AKA is going to be the racing brand. That's a, really? that's a rumor. Nobody really has any concrete evidence. But that is the solid rumor. Okay. Um, well, it doesn't have to be, Ben. There are tires out there that if you're... If you're willing to step outside the box and experiment, um, talk to the Hens boys about sweep racing tires. They're on sweep racing tires, and they're competing pretty damn well every time they go out on the track. Yep. Um, seismic tires are great. That's at 6 MIK. Um, they're starting to make a splash in the U.S. Um... I mean, obviously, I'm going to say J-Concepts, but they're one of the big three. Um, who else is good? Raw speed can be okay at certain tracks. Won't you? Uh, I mean, have you tried them yet? I haven't, but I've seen them work on other cars. Yeah, they work. Yeah, they got it going on for 110 clay for sure. But now on the other hand, there is the other side. So Senior was using up his A-scale dirt tires this weekend on my car, and I watched it personally happen. He went out on a set of VP Pro tires. I forget what they were. A, they were a hard copy of a Pro. I think they're a hard copy of a whole shot. Physically, they look good. Physically, they feel good. They look like dog shit on the racetrack. He puts on a set of Proline tires, snatches it right back into place. Car looks great. Sure. So you can go wrong with like VP or James or whatever. Um, and there's D main drivers that are going to come at me. Oh, I love my VP Pro tires. Well, you like cheap things. You don't like to have the best of the best. I like to have the best of the best. That's why I spend stupid amounts of money. Yep. Uh, ben Savakul, I have always hated fans. They will fail. We have gotten <laughs> to the point now that the guys running in the A mains, E-Buggy in particular, will need them. Aluminum fans are available to fix one of the m main problems but I still have a pile of Protex that have failed this summer because the internals were designed as 
window air exchangers for Barbie dream houses. <laughs> he goes, is no one listening and doing their post-mortem stress analysts with these things? Why do we put up with it? The aluminum housing ones are the best, and everybody's got one. You know, Wits, J-Con, Protec was the first one. Rudog went away from that half oval fan with the flat bottom to a square fan that everybody else has. I don't think the problem is the fan, Ben. I think the problem is the mount. Because it's a hard mount and your crash and the internals, like you say, the internals are not strong, but you can combat that with a little bit more flexible mount, I think. I mean, I was casing it. I have my fan on my e-buggy mounted on the side of the rock guard on the side of the chassis. And I was casing shit hitting stuff with the bottom of my chassis and that fan stayed where it was supposed to be and it stayed alive um i've also seen a lot of guys doubling up fans i believe uh, i don't know maybe try i don't know if it'd fit under your body maybe try a bigger fan try a 40 millimeter they make those 40 millimeters i don't know if they'll fit under the body though but they make them for a reason I wonder if he's tested the durability of those. But like um, Shelby Tompkins, he would go through people's pits every weekend and find broken fans, and he would take them apart and make... (laughs) He would make like one good fan out of three fans. It's like, okay, man. Right on. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those things. It sucks, and every time you break a good one, you're out 17 bucks. Kyle says Ben Sovacool should have a call-in segment to the show called Words of Wisdom. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, no, Ben's been on here before and we love having him on. Yep. Thanks for all the questions, Ben. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, uh, we got more by the way. Not from Ben, I don't think. Trevor Fulmer is wondering Lower mains and nitro, do they really need to be 30 minutes? If you bump, you basically need a new set of tires and possibly a fresh rebuild. If it were limited to, say, 15 minutes, you might get in, get by on the same tires and have less to worry about mechanically to get through. Yep, that all makes sense. Doesn't matter. You piss off way too many people that know they're never going to get to an A main, but they love running that 30-minute main. And that is why, um, is it C main and up at MNRC? Well, originally, I don't know why we started. I feel like D's used to be 20. Yeah. I don't know why we made um, C's 30. Um, We made the B's... So back in the day when I first started race directing and when I first started racing the MNRC, there was pro and intermediate. And it was like 30-minute A, 20-minute B, 15-minute C on down the line. But when we got rid of the pro and intermediate and just combined them all, the deal was to make the 
A's and the B's 30 minutes because the A main from intermediate was your B main from, it was your B main in overall. So that's why we made both of them 30 minutes. I believe the C main was supposed to be shorter, but I think we just said, screw it. It's an extra 15 minutes in the race day. Because after all was said and done with 130 some entries, I think it was like 133 in 15 mains, Sean got the race program done by 245. Yeah. And you can't complain about that. Yep. Very cool. One thing I like about Sean, he took away the um, stupid amount of warm-ups we used to do. Uh, Sure. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, that's that's the reason we do a longer B. I mean, only three are going to bump, Trent. I hate to say it, but you're... Here's the deal. Let's say it's a 15-minute main and you don't put a new set of tires on for that A, where you're really going to compete, that's another way to look at it. Um, Jeremy Oldham is wondering, uh, will Mod actually take off this winter locally? I need to order fresh motors for Jordan. No. I'm going to be... Mod what? Yeah, he just said Mod. Maybe oh, yeah. nope. may, maybe mod truck at the five, but no. I mean Well truck isn't gonna take off period, but yeah, no. you'll you'll always wanna have a mod motor in your stadium truck. Yeah. I mean have a mod motor and for on a hand. good driver like Jordan. Yeah, have a mod motor on hand, of course. God Aaron Rodgers looks like a bitch with that haircut. Dude, I know. You know, uh, Beth and I are watching the show Tombstone. We're on season two of it. And I think he's trying to look like one of the those cowboys from that show, but he just looks like a bitch. Yep. Yeah, he's he's kind of the worst. Not because I'm not a you know, one a Vikings fan that hates the Packers. I couldn't give two shits. He sat and he held the team hostage until, like, the first practice. He can go fuck himself. Um, Nicholas Flint has another question. He goes, when marshalling multiple cra- and mar- multiple crashes occur on your corner, what order should you marshal them in? In order of crash, based on running position, or anything else? The rule, there is a rule in place, and this rule can piss off people because you might have to run by their car. You marshal the first crashed vehicle. First one to crash gets marshaled first. You might run past the second or the third guy that crashes, but you get that first guy first, second guy second, and so on. It doesn't. Their running position doesn't matter, all that. That is a legitimate rule. Sorry, I kind of took that one over. There you go. Ooh, what was the drink of choice Friday night? I wasn't drinking, but I heard they were just shotgunning beers like fucking crazy Friday night. At MNRC? Yeah. 
Okay. I kind of miss those days. It was but like I, the Canadians were back in town. Yeah. Oh, Sean, Sean was egging people on, I heard, to drink. So it <laughs> Good was... Good deal. I'm glad people had fun. Oh, everybody had a blast. And, I mean, like, obviously I'm disappointed in where I finished, but I had a blast a whole damn weekend. You know what I mean? Good. And you should have fun at the track. Be be upset about a bad race for five or ten minutes and then get your shit together and go have some fun. At least that's what we try to do. Right on. Yeah, next year, you know, I think I'm only going to run one class at the MNRC just because it's so hard. Like, I'm sitting there thinking this year, like, oh, e-buggy and nitro-buggy, I'll just you know try things on the e-buggy for the nitro buggy and that does work for you know your higher level drivers like kyle and them guys but dude it doesn't work for me and i'm not good enough to compensate the differences in the throttles like every time i got like every time i got on the headset for nitro buggy and i start doing warm-up laps first thing i said to senior was just like e-buggy sucks it sucks i don't know that's my opinion though so anyway you still there ryan yeah i'm here yeah sorry just went off on a little tangent and i also suck at picking out tires that's God, that's the toughest part. It really is. You know, it's... So, are you, are you familiar with any of the J-Con tires? Yeah, I'd run, I've run reflexes yeah. and rehabs and detoxes. Okay, so, you know, rehabs and detoxes are similar, except the detox is a bigger pattern. One run... The detoxes are absolutely terrible, but the rehabs work wonderfully. It's like, I mean, the detoxes should work great, but be an easier drive and just be a tick slower. But that wasn't the case at all. The rehab was money. I I can't make sense of a lot of this. Hmm. I don't. I don't know, man. But it's 9 o'clock. I got to work tomorrow. You got to work tomorrow. So should we finish this one it. out? All right. Yeah, this is an hour and a half show. The last one was 40 minutes. So, yeah, we made up for her, even though I babbled quite a bit. All right, guys. Uh, we'll catch you on the next one. We've ran out of talent. <laughs> <laughs>